it is just the truth. It's going to start raining on Saturday. And it's going to rain Saturday, and it's going to rain Sunday. And I just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's like the Lord's trying to, trying to test us all. Who's going to get out of the bed on Sunday and be at church in the middle of the rainstorm? Uh, you know, this don't happen up north. Uh, it rains like 10 or 12 inches. I mean, snow's like 10 or 12 inches up north, and everybody's just like, well, this is normal. And they just get up and go on right about their business. And uh, I got a bunch of friends that pastor up north, and they're like, I was like, man, does the snow ever slow y'all down? No, I, don't, I ain't never. I said, like, no, I ain't never. No, no, they don't. They don't snow don't ever slow us down. Man, every right the rain slows us down to the house. So uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a weird weird. Uh, you know, we always say it. Uh, we're in the Bible Belt, and I had a friend years ago. He would say, "Well, if you're in the Bible Belt, uh, it has lost its buckle." So that is the truth for sure. Um. All right. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to finish We're going to finish what we started uh, last week. We didn't get to finish last week, so we're going to start in the first, um, we're going to start in the first verse uh, for the sake of context, and then we're going to work our way through um, uh, verse number to verse number nine, and, um, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get a, get a, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure where I stopped. I think I know, but um, think I got an idea. But it'll be fine either way. Uh, we can review some of this, and and it'll be good for us. All right. Um, the the price to learning is repetition, and we all know that. Uh, it's been said a, a bunch of times, uh, but uh, I think sometimes we forget that we we hear. You know, I. I really feel in my spirit a lot of times I don't always know how good that that we're how much good we're actually doing in this setting anyway. I've I've prayed about that. I prayed about that while I was fasting. Um because I you know, a lot of times I don't know how I don't know how much we're actually uh how much we're actually retaining from a from a, a Sunday um and then coming right back on Wednesday, and then hearing something—it's it, a—it's a thing. If you're not, uh, you're in the world a lot of times, and it's go go go. And uh, you know, I spend a lot of my days, uh, a lot of my hours in the days studying, and I mean a, a lot. And uh, so for me, it's not—it's it, just what I do. But I know for the average person, it's not what they do, and it's not what they're able to do. And uh, fortunately, uh, pastoring. This is what what I've been been tasked with the uh, responsibility to do, and so I, you know, I've been commanded to study as a pastor and to to know the book, and and so that's what I do. And um, you know, it, it is worth praying about. You know, uh, a lot of times we you don't know what you're actually. Um, you know, what old timers would say, you know, you're just stacking stuff on top of the other thing. And we'll make sure that we're doing what we hear on Sundays. And we're not just in here, you know, because none of this, how many of you understand? None of this is easy. Uh, you you hear it and, and you're like, 
Well, that was 45 minutes or an hour, but I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not what you'd call brilliant. And so I have to really bear down and study. And so, uh, um, you know, we want to make sure we're good stewards of, of what we hear. All right. We'll make sure we're good stewards of what we hear. So we're going to work back through uh, these. We're going to look back through these verses and then we'll just do a brief review and we'll get back on track for tonight and we'll we'll finish out this deal. Uh, let's let's look at verse number one, read down through verse number nine, then we'll pray. Uh, Therefore, my beloved, uh, excuse me, my my brethren, dearly beloved and long for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech you, Odious, and I beseech Syntax, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. I re- uh, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on the uh, think on these things. Uh, verse nine: Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Uh, let's pray, Lord. Uh, thank you again for tonight, or thank you for being. Uh, good to us and thank you for giving us this opportunity to gather and be responsible and uh, Lord to apply virtue to our life and and so God I I pray tonight Lord as we look at the scripture and and Lord as we dive deeper I pray God that we would indeed uh, dive deep in into a virtuous life Lord help us give us clarity God make it plain to us in Jesus name amen so verse number seven um, all of these nine verses in context are, are dealing with a common, a common theme, and the theme being the peace of God, the peace of God, and, 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 and not just the peace of God, but the God of peace. And so, when you when you hear all this, I, I, I want you to kind of I want you to really let that settle in because we've been learning, uh, especially from chapter four, what peace actually accomplishes in a person's life. And man, I, I, I'll be I'll be frank with you. I, I'm dealing with some things in some certain situations. And the only reason that they are what they are is because either one party or the other doesn't have peace. I, I, I would dare say that most everything that you have going on in your life is, is a result of the absence of peace. Whatever it is, whatever that thing may be. And, and so we've looked, at, we've looked down through these nine verses and, and uh, we looked at peace in our relationships. We looked at peace in our relationships, and 
And, and so we started out with this prioritizing others first. Prioritizing others things first. Uh, we prioritized staying over quitting. We prioritized unity. Unity over victory. Right? Unity over having to be right. Man, is that, is, that, is, that, is that one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the hardest things you're ever going to do is maintain unity over trying, over having to put the fact that you are right aside. That don't, it don't matter all the time, right? Uh, what, what, about, what about counsel over feelings? Joy over your despair. So then we looked at peace in your circumstances. And, and we, we dealt with this idea of being moderate in all things, okay? Uh, being moderate in our emotions, being moderate in our desires and our hobbies and our money, being moderate in, in things that this world, monetary gain that this world would give us. And, and how do we do that? Well, we, we emphasized in that certain portion, uh, uh, we emphasized contentment. That was a big deal. Emphasize contentment. We emphasize reconciliation and we emphasize compassion. Um, then we looked at our emotions, and that was a that was that was that was a big one for me. Uh, why? Well, because I, I'm I, you know I was raised to be an emotional roller coaster. Um, you know what you what you don't what you probably don't see behind the curtain is that. Um, most people, most people uh, in this world have some kind of pill bottle that gets them through the day. Uh, there, and I say most, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And look, if, if, if you need that, then, then hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to, I'm not here to rain on your parade. I am here to tell you though that there's a lot of people that don't need that. They don't need that, and and what they need. What they need is is they need to go to God. They need to go to God. I mean, uh, I, I've I've heard it plenty of times. I, I wished I hadn't, but I've heard it plenty of times growing up. Um, there's so many times that I've heard, man, I it, this is going on, that's going. On, I just need a Xanax. And and you look, you you're like, man, I was not raised like that at all. You probably wasn't raising nobody that was willing to say it in front of you. But there's a lot of people that just can't make it through the day without a Xanax. And so we dealt with this deal, uh, with this thing. Pray about everything, right? Anybody remember that? Pray about everything. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Don't wait, don't wait until everything's blown up. Don't be careful. Don't be full of care over nothing. Go to the Lord. Be prayerful about everything. I mean, come to the Lord about everything. If it's going to cause you any kind, if it's going to cause you any kind of angst in your heart at all, well, you, you need to go to the Lord. That's where we got to go, right? Well, uh, how do I go to the Lord? I go with prayer. I go with supplication. I go with thanksgiving. And then we dealt with this, uh, these whatsoever things. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever thing, and 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 we dealt with them. And, and what what is that? That's a that's a mental thing, right? That's that's in your thoughts. That's what you think about. And so we dealt with thinking on good things, thinking on good things. Uh, God is God is plain in the scripture. 
that your mind is, a, is an adversary, especially when it's a carnally thought out process. It's an adversary to you. And then today, uh, or last week, we dealt with, uh, with, with peace in your walk. Peace in your walk. And, and so we, we, we looked at this idea about doing the right things. Doing the right things. I, I mean, actually bearing down and doing the right things. Not gritting your teeth. Because it's, you know they're the right things to do. No, it's because God's convicted you and God's dealt with your heart. Hey, you know they're the right things to do because God is glorified in your life when you do those things. So uh, we look, God's peace is found by following examples. God's peace is found by following examples. And, and so Paul, he, he says in, 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 uh, in verse number 9, those things which ye have learned, which ye have learned in me, which you have learned in me, which you have learned from me, which you have heard of me, which you have received of me. You know what? You need to do those things. That's what you need to do. You need to just do those things. Well, why is that idea of doing such a big deal? Well, because you need to do the things that you were taught, right? You need to be a part of doing the things that you were taught. Now, Philippians 3, we, we looked at, we, we talked about this uh, last week, um, as well, whole different sermon on this one verse. But he says, brethren, uh, it, it's on the screen. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. So, so there, is, there is people that we need to mark that walk a certain way, right? And look, that's, that's, that's who we need to be looking at. Right, that's who. That's the people we need to be looking at. All right, um, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go through all all of that. Um, but but I do want you to look at Proverbs twelve and verse fifteen, uh, brother Charlie, if you would go there. The way of a fool is right in his own eye, is in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So there's a there. Man, there's there's plenty of people. That would argue that, well, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. The individuality of our country has permeated everything so much so that, man, we're, we're, we're trying to be so individual that we've become clones, right? And God don't, God don't want us to be clones. God, we're not trying to clone anybody. We're trying to make disciples, well, what are disciples? Disciples are people who follow Jesus Christ. They have their own set of emotions. They have their own set of ideas and understandings. But they are people that follow Jesus Christ and nothing can turn them around. Here's the thing. We're going to wage a war on trying to be individualized and trying to be independent. And what we do is we set ourselves apart from the biblical structure that God's put in place. Okay? Um... Okay, so we looked at four things. Uh, we looked at four things last week. I think we made it through all four. I can't remember. Uh, but we looked at uh, the first thing was do the things. Uh, do the things you've learned. One, and we looked at this. Uh, the things that they learned from the Apostle Paul was ministry life. Ministry life. They learned about the ministry from the Apostle Paul, and they learned what ministry look. Uh, what ministry was going to look like from the man that was endeavoring all across his part of the world, the, the part of the world that God had gifted him to go to, he, they learned what ministry was going to look like from a great example. Amen? 
I mean, what an example that the Apostle Paul was to these people. And he's like, man, you can go do this. And, and so we, we learn in Scripture uh, that, that, that how the Apostle Paul lived out his ministry life was a way that these men and these women were to live out their lives as well. They, I mean, they, 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 no doubt the, the Philippians learned so much, so much, by the initial ministry of Paul in Philippi. I, I'm, I, I think we can, we can all go back over the Apostle Paul's ministry in Philippi and you can look, uh, you, you can look to, from his suffering in ministry to him being falsely accused, to him being beaten, to him being in prison, to him going down at the river and evangelizing, to him preaching in Lydia's house, right? I mean, he is setting it up. He is setting it up for these leaders to look and be like, you need to take this thing and you need to run with it. And so we learned what Paul, Paul showed them what ministry, what ministry life looks like. So the, the big deal here, though, the big thing that we need to see is uh, you can learn and you can watch, but this was, this was a big thing. There is no peace found it, there, there is no peace found in watching what you've learned. None. You'll never find peace in watching what you've learned. Well, how do I find peace? Peace is found in by doing what you've learned. That's where peace is really found. Why? Because you are accomplishing the will of God then. That is when you are actively accomplishing the will of God in your life. And so we've learned some ministry things, but yet, you know what? We sit back and we, we, we watch what we've learned. And, and I do think it's interesting that the peace of God, the, or the God of peace, He's going to be with you, right? In the middle of your ministry endeavors, okay? So, so the peace of God is found in doing what we've learned. Man, I, I, there is no better picture for that um, than, than, than my oldest girls um, for me. I mean, it's a big deal for me because I can, I can see the peace of God in their life not because they watched, uh, because they learned and they watched Daddy. Not because they learned and they, they watched people. No, I actively see them doing like I, I mean, it, I mean, I, you know, I know they live with me. I know they're mine. They, they have their flaws, and they have their issues, just like the rest of us do. Uh, but, uh, but I will say, um, it is a convicting thing to live with them too, uh, b because they they do what they learn most of the time. Uh, they're they're praying about some big plans after they graduate that I'm not I'm not real thrilled about, but um I'm gonna let them trust the Lord on this one. So I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do when I don't know I don't know if they're gonna reside in Georgia after they graduate. I don't know what that's gonna look like. Uh, but here's what I do know. I do know whatever they're gonna do, they're gonna follow the Lord. And that's their plan. That's not my plan. That's not dead. I didn't come up with this plan. This is their plan, holy. And what? What? Why? Well, here's what happens. Here's what happens. And, and and when you start putting people's feet 
to the proverbial fire that has learned ministry and they start doing it and they start finding peace in doing it, well, they're like, well, this was a lot better than just watching, right? Amen. Does that make sense? Uh, and, and then uh, do the things you received. Do the things you received. Scriptural truth. Scriptural truth. Those things which you have received in me do. So this is, um, this is from uh, the, the understanding. Is, is we know uh, Philippians chapter 3 uh, specifically. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 1. Uh, finally, my brethren. Um, uh, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous for, for you, is safe. Okay, so Paul's saying, hey, listen, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not grieved by writing these things to you. It's safe for you to get these things from me, these scriptural truths. You need to have them. And, and that's what happened. The Philippians embraced. They embraced. They accepted. They acknowledged what Paul was giving them as scriptural truth. What, what, what do you mean? Does, does everybody not do that? No, everybody does not do that. But Paul, did, um, the Philippians did that. And, and in doing those things, uh, they found peace. They found peace in doing the Word of God. Um, next one we looked at was do the things you've heard. Do the things you've heard. What is that? That's practical truth. Okay, Those things... Those things which ye have heard in me do. Okay? So besides scriptural truth, there's practical truth. There's this practical way of living. How, how do you know that? Well, this is a, this is a real key verse for us uh, around here. We use this verse all the time. All right, now, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Brother Charlie. Uh, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. So we're talking about words, okay? That makes sense? We're talking about words here, but we're not talking about any kind of words. We're talking about Holy Ghost-inspired words, which the Holy Ghost teacheth, that not man's wisdom teaching, but we're talking about words. Well, what what? What kind of words do we have now? Well, we have a book. Amen? Well, what is this book? It's a spiritual book. It's a God-breathed book. So what do we do? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Right? So we, we, we come to the conclusions that we do by comparing scriptural things to scripture. All right? Uh, to, I mean, uh, spiritual things to spiritual. Okay? That's why sometimes you hear a plethora of verses in here because we use... We use this verse as a key indicator to, you know what? We need to look all over the Bible, and we need to see where is this thing actually coming from. So, uh, so the things spoken, the spoken things uh, apply to scriptural truth, but they turn into practical life. They turn in, into how you live, and that's, that's, what it, that's what it was for them. This was how they live, and so... I gave you this illustration um, last week. So a scriptural truth is to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, right? Um, so that's a, that's, a, that's a real scriptural truth. Well, well the practical teaching uh, would, would be uh, to love your wife sacrificially, 
to love your wife when she does not deserve your love. Amen? Everybody understand that? Okay, why? Well, because, here, here it is, we, we, this is a, in, in a, I may be throwing a lot out at you right now, uh, like and as, we say this all the time, like and as are two of the most important words in the Bible. Why? Here, we have it again, right here. Love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So I go back and I look, how did Christ love the church and give himself for it? Because that's the way I've been called to love my wife. We loved him sacrificially. He loved the church sacrificially. He loved the church when the church didn't love him back. He loved the church when the church didn't deserve the church's love. When they were totally AWOL, nowhere to be found, he still loved them anyway, right? So, the, the practical truth here, all right, so this, this is what Paul's saying. Hey, the things you've heard, you know, let them things start being lived out in your life. You've heard the scripture, now let those things start being lived out in your life, okay? Uh, there's two verses, uh, Titus 2 and verse 1. Uh, look, look, look at that one, brother. Or, yeah, Titus 2 and verse 1. Just look at the first verse, but speak thou. The, man, this is crazy, I can... Oh, no, I can see it back there without these. Look at that. I'm okay out there. I'm just, I'm still weirded out by not being able to see. Like I'm, like I'm really bothered by that. Uh, but the thing, but speak thou the things uh, which become sound doctrine. So, so I want, I want you to develop in your, your life the scripture, sound doctrine scriptural truth and when you do it's gonna it's gonna overflow into your life and I want you to speak on a regular basis with your life with your mouth with your friends the things which become sound doctrine does that make sense that's how practical truth is then lived out okay you know the book you, you understand it, you've been right, you rightly divide it, and you know what? It becomes a part of your life, and so you're speaking sound doctrine uh, to those around you, okay? Um, and Titus 3, look at Titus 3 real quick. This is a faithful saying. Uh, these things, I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These, uh, these things are good and profitable unto men, Okay? So we need to maintain good works. Why? It's just a good practical truth for us. And then, and then this last one. Uh, do the things you've seen. Do the things you've seen. So uh, do the learned things, the ministry life things. Uh, do the received things, the scriptural truth. Do the heard things, the practical truth. Uh, then I want you to do the things that you've seen. So uh, go, go and look at the way I witnessed. Go look at the... Uh, go look at the way that I dealt with persecution and I prioritized the church above myself. Go look at that thing. Go look at the seen things. Why? Well, them are good works. Them are good works. I want you to go look at those things, though. And I want you to see the good works. And, 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 and I, I want you to do them. I want you to give a space for them. Okay? Now, Again, uh, just to reemphasize this point, the Philippians seen the good works in Paul, but again, that was not enough to bring them peace. Seeing others do good works is not enough. 
Admiring others' good works is not enough. What is the key? What is the key? The things you've heard and seen in me do. So peace is found in doing these things. Well, how do you know that? Well, he says at the end of the verse, and the God of peace shall be with you. Okay? Um, let's look at number two real quick. Number two. We've got, we got a few more minutes. Uh, God's peace is felt. God's peace is felt by following through. God's peace is felt by following through. Okay? Um, a lot of us, a lot of us, it, it, we're not necessarily um, not following through because of a lack of knowledge. Um, I found out most of the time it doesn't matter what people know. It don't matter how much you know on this level or how little you know on this level. It don't, it don't really matter. What, what, what the, the reason most of us um, don't follow through is because we're just not being obedient. Don't have anything to do with anything else other than just being obedient. The two, the two, I, I, was, I was telling my girls this uh, this week, the, the two killers in ministry, the, the two biggest killers in ministry uh, are laziness and procrastination. Laziness and procrastination. They're the two of the biggest killers in ministry. And, and actually, all they turn out to be is disobedience. But it's just in a form of laziness and procrastination. It's not, really, it's not really laziness. It just manifests itself as laziness. It's not really procrastination. It just manifests itself as procrastination. What is it? It's delayed disobedience. Well, I don't want to do it right now, so I'm going to do it later. That's delayed disobedience. And either way you want to slice it, it's still disobedience. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I have a problem with that. I, I mean, I, I'm 42 years old, and I mean, I, it, it's taken me a long time to develop a consistent habit of certain things when, when just studying the Bible, right? I mean, I've I'm, I'm been at this almost 10 years, and, and, and I think if I was, I think if I was, uh, if I was raised a little different, if I was taught from uh, the time I got saved, all right, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, this is how you set st stuff up, this is how you make it happen. I, you know, it probably could have been different. <laughs> who, who knows? Who, who actually knows? Uh, but I will say, uh, if you're struggling with laziness or procrastination, you need to know that there is an underlying problem with disobedience or delayed disobedience, which is actually the same thing. It's still just disobedience okay um james one Let, let's look at it brother charlie uh james one and verse 22 be you doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves uh skip down there uh but whosoever looketh into the law into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So God's blessing is, in fact, on a man's deed. God's blessing is on a man's obedience. So we got to make sure we understand that, that probably uh, a part of the issue 
that we've got going on in our life that we didn't really know was an issue is we just won't be obedient. We won't get a, get a hold of the doing part. So maybe all of our thoughts, maybe all of our emotions, maybe all of our relationships, maybe a lot of the peace that we're lacking there could be tied back to the fact that we just won't be faithful to be obedient. Amen? Does that make sense? Um, look, John, uh, John 13. John 13. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Now, what is the context in John 13? The context in John 13 is his disciples serving one another. That's the context of John 13. Okay? So, so he says, make sure you get it. If you know these things, ready? Happy are ye if you do them. So your, your happiness you can find in serving other people, right? It, it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's not thinking about serving. It's not talking about it. It's not admiring about serving. What is it? What is it that makes you happy? It's doing it. It's doing the serving. It, it's, not, it, it's, not, it's not memorizing certain verses. It's not talking. It's not, it's not, how about this? It's not memorizing Matthew 28. It, it's a good, that's, hey, the Great Commission's a great place. This 18 through 20. Go, it's not memorizing it, though. Go ye therefore to all nations and, and, uh, and uh, go, go you therefore and teach all nations? All right, you'll memorize that. Praise the Lord. But it ain't got nothing to do with you memorizing it. He, he says a similar command. I mean, a similar thing at the end of it that, that the Apostle Paul says when he says, and the God of peace shall be with you. Look, look what he says. Lo and lo... I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So, so go and do this. And I, I'm with you. Man, don't we forget that. And sometimes we feel like we're, we're, the, lone, we're the lone one. Don't think I ain't had plenty of pity parties. I'm like, man, Lord, I just... I this, I that, and I this, and I that. And then about five, ten seconds later, I'll walk off from my pity party, and I'm like, man, that was a whole lot of eyes. You know, it sounds just like, sounds just like Satan. It's what it sounds like. I this, I that. Sounds like Elisha, Elijah. Whining like a baby, I this, I that, and I've done all this, and I've done, and now, now, now they're gonna, now this whole crazy Jezebel's gonna come kill me. You know, we got to be careful. Why? Because I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Okay. Listen. Sometimes I think that you think. Maybe you don't. But sometimes I think that you think that a good sermon is going to bring you some kind of satisfaction or peace. 
I think that people, I know people think that. People drive for hundreds of miles to hear quote-unquote good sermons. Like to hear good, and I, look, I, I love preaching. Like I listen to preaching a lot. I love preaching. But you know what? The best sermons ever preached aren't going to bring any of us any peace. None of us. I don't care who it is. Charles Spurgeon, one, one, they say one of the greatest orators to ever step foot in a pulpit. It's never going to bring any of us peace. It can't. Well, what is it? Well, the, the, the key is, is what you learned and what you received and what you heard and what you seen. You go do that. You go and you do that. So it should be that every sermon, and we do a, we do a decent job of that around here, but every sermon should, should include an opportunity for people to do what they just heard. Right? That should be what we do. We should be forcing. It should always be the preacher's job. It should always be the minister's job to force somebody into making a decision. What is that decision? It's yes or no. It's in or out. It's yay or nay. It's yes, Lord, or eh, well, I'm going to wait. I got, th- I'm, I got too much going on right now. So, we should follow through, right? Amen? We should always be looking to follow through, okay? Um. Look at verse, end of verse 9. How long we got? We got a few minutes. The God of peace shall be with you. Okay? The God of peace shall be with you. Uh, so this peace is felt by following through. It's felt by following through. It's felt by doing. Okay? So standing on the sidelines never brought anybody any joy at a football game that was wearing, uh, that was suited up and wearing pads. If you were suited up and wearing pads, and you were standing on the sideline, you were happy about it, you were scared, right? You had pads on, uh, you want to be a part of the team, but you were scared to get involved in the game. Now, the one that, that wanted to be involved in the game, and he's standing on the sideline, and he ain't getting to play in the game, he's usually ticked off, right? If he ain't, he's not a real good football player, right? He's got to be wanting to, he's got to be chomping it to be. He put the suit on. It's, you know, I mean, maybe I'm wired a little bit different, but from the first moment that, for the first moments that I got saved, first couple of weeks I got saved, I was like, man, I'm, well, I'm not just going to sit here the rest of my life. Like all that stuff that dude was preaching, he was saying, he's saying all, and I'm like, well, I guess that's what we got to do now. Like, didn't nobody really have to tell me what I had to do? I was going to say, hey, what do we do now? You got to remember, I, I still cussed a few times in church after I got saved, like two people. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I mean, I, I was, you're like, well, what'd you do that for? It was just common language where I come from. And, uh, you know, I, I said a few cuss words to the preacher one time, didn't think nothing about it. I said a few cuss words to one of the deacons one time. I actually, uh, I don't know why, I blurted out in choir practice one time that crazy and, and we, so we got initials in here and uh we're all we're all you know we're all 
mature enough to handle this, I think. I blurt, I just inquired, I blurted out SOB one time. Not the whole word, just the initials. Man, the whole choir practice came to a standstill. And I'm looking around, I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, I used initials. I didn't say the whole word. And there was a few people that were so offended. Like, I could not buy their love back. Like, I'd lost it all. They had no confidence in me ever again. I mean, it, I'm telling you, I was a castaway, sure as world. Now, that I was just rough. Like, I was just really, really rough. And I didn't know any better. I just knew that I loved the Lord. And I was supposed to be like, they were like, so what, I was like, so what do you do now? And he's like, well, why don't you come choir practice tonight? I'm like, well, I'm not much of a singer. He's like, well, we don't care about that. And I'm like, well, all right then. What time does choir practice start? Well, it starts at 4 o'clock. And I'm like, 4 o'clock to sing? He's like, yeah, you ask what you want. I'm like, all right. Well, you're really, you're really messing my life up. And I showed up and I done my thing. What, 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 is, what is that? It's just trying to be obedient. Sometimes you don't need anybody to tell you what to do. You need to ask, right? Amen? Does that make sense? Like, if there's something, for instance, if there's some stuff that ain't been covered over here, and I hope somebody else is listening to this that goes to this church. I doubt they will, but I hope they do. If there's something over here on Sunday that's not been covered yet, we ought to jump in there and figure out how to cover it, right? I mean, next week, Troy, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, Troy Stocksteel's coming from New Philadelphia, Ohio, and he's going to preach for, uh, for three, four sermons, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night. And listen, that Sunday, we're going to take up an offering, and we, we need to cover the cost of a plane ticket we need to cover the He's staying with me, so it's not going to cost nothing. It's not going to cost nobody nothing there. Plane tickets are high, by the way. I don't know if you play for jet fuel in a while. Plane tickets are stupid high. We need to cover. We need to cover the cost of his meals when we go out to eat, because we're going to do what he wants to do, right? Uh, we we need and we need to pay him for his time for uh, all this study. We've done talk two or three times. He's been studying out for this thing for uh, like two months, and, and we need to pay him for those things, right? Amen? Because the labor is worthy of his hire. All right? So, so we're going to do all that, and, and you know what? We just got to have the nut. Well, we, we got to do, right? We just got to do. Whatever that looks like, that's what we got to do. So what happens when we do? Well, the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace shall be with you. Uh, John 14 and verse 27, we're almost done. Uh, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, uh, giveth I, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Neither let it be afraid. So God's peace is not like the world's peace. God's peace is not like the world's peace. It's a deep peace. It's an abiding peace. It goes deep, and it's not contingent on circumstances. Right? It's not contingent on certain people. Why? Because the God of peace doesn't care. He's, he's impartial. He doesn't care about certain people and he doesn't care about circumstances. Right? Um, let's finish this. 
there's something, I, I wrote down some, some other things, and I'll, I'll, we'll get to them in a second. If there's something uh, that God's dealt with you about doing, you need to do it. You need to do it. If there's a step you hadn't taken, you need to do it. If there's a ministry, uh, if there's a ministry activity that you've been slack on, you need to fix it. If there's scriptural truths you've not applied, you need to apply them. If there's practical teaching, if there's practical truths that you've not followed, you need to follow them. If there's good works you aren't doing, well, you need to do them. What ministry in this church needs your prayers? It will start there. What ministry in this church needs your prayers? I can tell you for sure that I need them. I can tell you for sure that the leadership in this church needs them. I can tell you for sure that, that, that those teaching Awana needs them. I can tell you for sure that Tori and Dylan, they need them teaching these teens. I can tell you for sure that they need your prayers. Why? Because... This is a spiritual battle. We're fighting hell by the acre, whether you believe it or not. The, the souls of children and the souls of teenagers are on the line. What ministry needs your help? What ministry needs your help? What ministry here at this church needs your help? Who's the lost person? Here's a good one. Who's the lost person that you got to reach? Who's the lost person that you have to reach? Who's the saved person that needs a church that actually believes the Bible? Now, I know that you're like, man, I don't know anybody like that. Find them. Maybe there's a saved person out there that needs a church that believes the Bible. So what do you, what do you need to do? Are, are we giving ourselves the opportunity to do? That's what we need to, that's what, are we availing ourselves to the opportunity to do? Because if we're not, if we're not, man, today would be a good day for you just to, man, you to get serious with the Lord about what you're not given, what you're not given the opportunity to do. Because that's what we do. We just miss opportunity. We don't give ourselves the opportunity. And I don't know, I, I don't know why that is a lot of times. I, I think I, maybe, maybe we are afraid. Maybe it's the same thing to decide. Maybe that's why Jesus had to say what he did to the disciples. They're just afraid. I don't, I don't know what it is. Listen, you can't make any more mistakes in ministry than I've made. I promise you. Uh, last time I checked, none of y'all are active cussers, so that's on, that, you can check that off the list. You don't, I don't think we got to worry about that. Um, now, if you, if you do cuss, I probably... I'll probably ignore it the first couple of times, just for the record. I think if they would have ignored mine, it's like a kid. I think if they would have ignored mine the first couple, it may have went away. But um, whatever reason, whatever reason uh, me and uh, me and uh, me and a couple of people never jihad after that. I know that's a shocker to you, but we never jihad after that. Uh, what is a ministry here that we need to really get started? And I, I've been praying. I've been praying uh, that the Lord would that the Lord would open an avenue for some kind of recovery ministry out of this church. I think that I think that it that it's a needful thing. 
And, uh, and I, I'm praying that we can, we can figure out wh what that's going to look like for the future, um, for, for this coming, you know, 2024. So, um, let's do this. Let's, let's take, let's take a few minutes. We still got a few minutes before, um, before they get out. But I, I'd like to take a, a minute, uh, j just to, just to really, just to get serious about what are some of these things in our life that we can that we can that we can actively put our finger on and be like yeah that's it that's it there that's it there because if you can put your finger on them now um you don't have to wonder what they you don't you don't have to wonder what they are you don't have to pray about them well i think it's this or i think it's that you don't have to do any of that um so uh let's take a minute and um, we'll pray. And, uh, and just get serious about whatever it is. Whatever it is you got going on in your own heart. Whatever it is you got going on in your own life. Let's get serious with the Lord.